Thank you for joining us for this week's sermon podcast from the First United Methodist Church of Parable. Will you join me in a word of prayer this morning? Holy and loving God, we thank you for your spirit who so long ago led others to write down the testimony of the good news of Jesus Christ. We pray that your same spirit be with us this morning, move within our hearts and write on our hearts what you would have us here today. For it's in Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. Our scripture lesson this morning comes from the gospel according to John chapter 21. I invite you to hear these words. Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel from Canaan and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them. And they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, It is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off, and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from the shore, about a hundred yards when they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. And Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153. But even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask to him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said. You know I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, Feed my sheep. This is the word of God for we, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. 
We have an old flat-bottom boat at the house. It's a 1980 flat-bottom river bottom with a Johnson 9-9 outboard motor. Being an older boat and a motor, it needs some love and some care. This has been an ongoing project for my family now, and I'm a part of that process. Over the past few years, I have done some welding on the boats. I redid the carpets, ran new wires, put in new lights. I've worked on the motor over the past two weeks. I've cleaned the carburetors. I replaced the rewind starter assembly. I replaced all the spark plugs and even the water pump from the lower unit. And I did all these things not by myself, but with the help of many, many people. I was helped by a cousin who had a connection with marine carpet. I was counseled by a friend who is good at wiring things. I made a number of phone calls to others who are more mechanically inclined than myself. I am YouTube certified on most things. And finally, a week before last, the boat was running really good at the house. So I called my dad and I said, let's go fishing. Now this was a few days before our vacation Bible school week began, and I believe the temperature outside had a low of right before the boiling point of water. Even so, fishing seemed like a good idea at the time. So we met at Lake Charles, and we did most of the setup early in the hours, in the morning hours. We napped during the heat of the afternoon, and then we set out to go fishing around 4. The temperature had cooled down to about 200 degrees by then. We got on the lake, and the motor started just fine and ran smooth until it didn't. After a few minutes of running the boat motor, it sputtered and died. And we spent the next two days in the heat working on it. With no luck, we ended up just tired, overheated, upset, and no fish were caught. Peter and some of the disciples went fishing. They went out during the best time to catch fish. And so far on their journey, the disciples had caught nothing. And Jesus shows up. Jesus arrives and from the shore calls to the disciples, suggesting they cast their net to the other side of the boat. They do, and what happened? They caught a lot of fish. They had a lot better luck than we did last weekend. 153 fish. And then my favorite part of the story comes about. They come in with all the fish, and Jesus invites them to a fish fry for breakfast. So don't let anyone tell you fried fish is not for breakfast. Jesus made it. But in all seriousness, it wasn't a full-out fish fry. They didn't have all the fixings. In fact, I don't know if jalapeno hush puppies was a thing back then. But Jesus prepared fish and bread. Fish and bread. The risen Christ offered the disciples the same meal that he fed the crowd, the multitude, earlier in the gospel. I do love a good fish fry. One of my favorite places to go eat fish is a small uh, little farm in Hazen, Arkansas. There's a farm family that convert one of their barns into a restaurant after the harvest season. They're only open on Saturdays. It's called Big K's Catfish Barn. It's an all-you-can-eat catfish or chicken buffet with all the fixings, a variety of slaw and hush puppies, potato salad, fried taters, you name it, they got it. 
You get your food and then you go through the line and then you have a choice of three drinks to grab. Sweet tea, unsweet tea, or water. And they have one dessert of fried bread with powdered sugar on top. And after you fix your plate, you gather all your things together and you look for a spot to eat and you have to search because it's almost as full as this sanctuary is today. There's just a line, a row of tables from the left to the right, up and down the barn. And so you find a spot, you meet a new friend, somebody you didn't know, and you eat your fill at Big K's. By the time you get to the end of your supper, and especially after the supper, you need a minute to sit back, to take a deep breath, and rest for a bit. It's in that moment that conversations seem to deepen. It seems that the best conversations come near the end or after a big meal. We know that in our own lives, when we meet up, we meet up at a restaurant or somebody's house, everyone exchanges pleasantries, engages in small talk, and discusses the menu options or the dishes that were brought to the dinner. But once everyone has had their bellies full, we tend to sit back, relax, let down our guard, and enjoy each other's company. It's the perfect setting that fosters deeper and meaningful conversations. When Jesus and the disciples are done eating, Jesus begins a deep and meaningful conversation. Days before this conversation took place, Peter had betrayed Jesus after Jesus was arrested. Days before this conversation took place, Peter turned away from Jesus altogether. Even so, on this day, Jesus stood there on the shore and welcomed Peter. Even after Peter had betrayed Jesus, that morning Jesus prepared Peter something to eat. Even after Peter stood over a fire away from Jesus just a few nights before and betrayed him three times, that morning Jesus stood with Peter over a fire and Jesus gave Peter the opportunity to restore what he had broken. Not once, not twice, But three times, Jesus asked Peter, Do you love me? Do you love me? And three times, Peter said, Yes. Then Jesus tells Peter, Feed my lambs. Care for my sheep. Feed my sheep. In this moment, Jesus is instructing Peter to care for those whom Jesus loved This conversation goes on and Jesus begins to be on the move again and he says to Peter, follow me, follow me. For us, like Peter, Jesus is on the move and invites us to follow him. And like Peter, we are called to love and nurture those who Jesus loves. This is our responsibility as forgiven and reconciled followers of Jesus Christ to love and to care For those that Jesus loved. This is a shared responsibility. For us to use all of our own personal and unique gifts and graces to work together to care for others. When Jesus showed up, he showed up and saw Peter and the disciples fishing. When Peter set out to go fishing, he said to the other disciples, I'm going fishing. The disciples' responses weren't, we'll see you when you get back, hope you get a big one. They said, we're going with you. 
It was when the disciples were fishing together that they all heard the voice of Jesus telling them where to cast their nets. It was the disciple whom Jesus loved who said to Peter, That's the Lord. And as Peter began to swim to Jesus, it was the disciples who worked together to bring the fish to the shore. And after they had a fish fry breakfast, after their conversation was over, and when Jesus was on the move, Peter began to follow Jesus. And yet then Peter noticed that the disciples were following along. And they would go on to feed the sheep to love and care for those whom Jesus loved. The displays behind me that you see on the side up here are from last week's Vacation Bible School. It was a food truck theme this year. And so our focus scripture, our main course, how clever is that? Our main course was, give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. As Jesus invited the multitude to share a meal earlier in John, as Jesus invited the disciples to share a meal on the shore, Jesus invites us today to share a meal with him. And if we are wondering, who are the sheep? Who does Jesus love? Who are we to love and care for? My friends, it's those whom Christ invites to the table. And at God's table... All are welcome. When we prepare our hearts to come to the table, we will pray, give us this day our daily bread. When we pray for our daily bread, this begins the section of the Lord's Prayer that houses our petitions, our requests to God. The petitions address our deepest human needs. Bread, the thing that is necessary to maintain life. Forgiveness, and reconciliation. These petitions bring our present, our past, and our future to the very throne of God. Give us this day present. Forgive us of what we've done past. And lead us not into the future. In these three brief petitions, we are laying our present, our past, and the future before the footstool of the grace of God. N.T. Wright, an Anglican bishop and theologian, noted the following on this petition. He said this, Not only is this a prayer which brings the whole life to the presence of God, it is also a prayer which brings the whole of God to our lives. This morning when we pray this prayer, we will do so in one voice and in one heart as disciples of Jesus Christ. Together we will pray this prayer and we will bring the whole of our life to the very presence of God and we will welcome the whole of God into our life. Like Jesus showed Peter in our story this morning, when we come to the table, when we partake in this meal, our hearts will be full. And Jesus will reveal to us that God provides for us, that God nourishes us, and from there God will send us out to be the hands and feet of Christ for this world. I pray that that is our prayer this morning. Give us this day our daily bread, so we may follow you and feed your sheep. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
You can find out more about First United Methodist Church by going to our website at www.fumcparagold.org. May God bless you this week.